Hello there. gonna be just because that was a name that we've heard all throughout clone wars and then the last scene of season one is just ahsoka on the ghost so that was pretty cool so you didn't make the connection like when you were hearing fulcrum throughout the show and then when you watched like the past episode of clone wars and they said someone's using a call sign fulcrum you didn't like did you know it was gonna be ahsoka I knew it was gonna. I knew it had to be Ahsoka because the only other person that's used Fulcrum besides Saul Guerrero is was Anakin. And I was like, "There's that wouldn't make sense for him to be." That, that's just a dumb, dumb, dumb thing, right? And then, so I knew, you know, by process of elimination, it's like, oh, it's it's just Ahsoka. But it was cool to see her right before this past episode of Clone Wars. But it was cool. Um, to be honest, this season hasn't really done too, too much for me. Um, the Inqui- I watched The Inquisitor's Death, or what I think is The Inquisitor- Inquisitor's Death, where uh, him and Kanan are having the duel, and then uh, Inquisitor just falls to his apparent death. It yeah. isn't really moving for me. Um, I don't know what it is. I'm not sure if it's the show still trying to get its ground or uh, find its feet uh, this early on, um, but, but I like it. It's not that it's... I think I'm kind of holding it to the same level of me holding Clone Wars. You can't hold it to the same level of Clone Wars because it's just not as good. Like, it, it's really not. It is kind of more geared towards kids, I think. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, like, it did, it does get much better. And it's kind of like with Rebels, it's kind of like the highs are really high and then, like, the lows are really low. And there are moments like you're going to get to where you're like, why is this even, why did they even put this in here? Or what is this? But um, I mean, I remember like so little of level of rebels that it's hard for me to comment on a lot. I remember like the major things. Um, yeah. The inquisitor is done after that fight. If I remember correctly, um, I remember being surprised when I found out it was Ahsoka. It was Fulcrum. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think if I had given some time in between watching Clone Wars and then watching Rebels or rewatching all of Clone Wars and then watching Rebels, um, I definitely would have forgotten who Fulcrum was or like who used Fulcrum. And I would have been more, you know, shocked right. but because I did just watch episode 10 of Clone Wars and right. then, they, you know, she uses it. I'm like, oh, that, that makes more sense. Um, also, you're listening to the Wampa Diaries. Uh, hello and welcome. My name is Nick Einsman, joined by always as uh, my co-host and cousin, Rich Truva. How's it going, Rich? Daiwanawanga. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's. I'm excited to see what they do for Rebels Season 2. Uh, you know, if I do anything like what I did last week, I will probably be finished with that season by next episode, so... Yeah. Well, once um, I know you did like spoil yourself. You saw like a lot of the major plot points on um, YouTube and everything. I think I want to say the end of season two is when the fight with Ahsoka and Maul is, but I could be totally wrong. Um, like I could be totally wrong. I don't. I don't know. Once Maul gets like in the picture, of course, <laughs> like that's oh, when yeah. it starts getting like really crazy. 
Oh, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I don't know when he comes into it. So once he comes in, I will give you a, give you my hot take. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's, it's fine. Rebels is fine. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. I mean, I'll watch this over Resistance any day of the week. I haven't haven't even started that, but I uh, yeah, I watched like the first maybe two or three episodes, and I was just like, I'm not even giving this a chance. Like it's so obviously, and it's fine, but it's so obviously geared towards kids that it's like, um, it's just it is a kids show. Like like Clone Wars is not a kids show. It people think it's a kids show because it's animated. Same with Rebels. Like it's kind of geared more towards it. But Resistance is truly like a children's show. Right, it's, right. It's truly and, and, like, like if I had a four-year-old child, I'd be fine with them sitting down and watching Resistance, you know, and not worried about like any violence or adult themes or like anything. It's so like, yeah, I, I couldn't even watch it for the sake of... It being um, Star Wars. Yeah, it being Star Wars or like gaining any more like lore or anything like that. Not to mention, like, it's in a time period I kind of don't care about. Right, right. Well, now that we're kind of gearing out of, you know, animation and, and things that are, aren't are considered kid shows, Mandalorian just released all of, uh, they just released all the episodes of the season two of Mandalorian, or the names, mm-hmm. not that they didn't release the episodes, um, which I looked at them briefly. I'm, I'm pretty excited for them. Uh, no idea what they're going to be about. With the yeah. except Ahsoka Tana being in them at some point. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a rumor about Ahsoka Tana, right? Because they're saying, um, um, what is her name? Dawson. Um, oh, uh, they're saying that she's going to be, Rosario Dawson is going to play her. There's been all rumors and, you know, things like that, but I don't think... I don't think it's been confirmed. You know, maybe we, we can like look that up, but I don't think it's actually been confirmed at all yet. Um, and the, the, these season two titles that they have here are, uh, you know, you can't really tell like what's going to happen from them. They're just like, they're all like the something, the search, the kind well, why don't you read through them? Yeah. I'm just, uh, just researching the old Rosio, the Rosio, Dawson. Rosario, yeah, Rosario. Rosario Dawson. Well, while you do that, I, I'll go through the t- the episode two titles for everybody. The uh, so the episode t- uh, season two uh, episode titles for Mandalorian chapter one, uh, the search, chapter two, the confrontation, chapter three, the bounty, chapter four, the Republic, chapter five, the Loyalist, chapter six, the Sorcerer. Chapter seven, the return. Chapter eight, the empire. So uh, it's another somewhat short season, eight episodes. Um, I guess they're going to be like the same length. I mean, the article I'm looking at um, doesn't say anything about the length of each episode. I was kind of hoping they'd be a little bit um, longer than last season, Um, you know, just to get a little bit more. Depth, a little I mean, more even in these past yeah. say again just a little more content yeah i mean like even these past clone wars episodes that are like 29 minutes as opposed to 24 minutes those extra few minutes make it so much more like cinematic they can just put like you know more establishing shots in there they can have conversations that are a little slower um 
you know, so, you know, I'm hoping their episodes are a little bit longer this time around. So out of any of these uh, titles, does anything stick out to you? Because there's I mean, one the, that sticks out to me that I would think sticks out to everyone. The Sorcerer is interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, just That's because what I was going to say. Okay, cool. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> you know, the, the Sorcerer sticks out because of all these rumors with Ahsoka Tana making a return and actually her first live action appearance. Um, so that'll be interesting to see if that actually is the case. Well, um, if it's Ahsoka, yeah. I mean, they... At the end of season one, when they're talking about the Jedi, they refer to them as sorcerers, right? So it's uh, this episode is going to be about a Jedi or a dark side user or someone who has the force that, you know, I presumably we would have met already. Right. You know, like, I don't think they're going to introduce yeah, a new character. Gonna... No. You know, no, especially during this time period. Um, that being said... You know, it could be the, the whole episode could be about someone that we never see, you know, who has an effect on the episode. You know what I mean? But I would think that, you know, it's going to reference Luke or Ahsoka. Um, they're the only Jedi running around right now, with the exception of Ezra. But we don't really know where he is. So, yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I think it's going to be Ahsoka. I mean, with all these rumors and then that episode title, yeah. I would think it's going to be Ahsoka and then we'll see what part she has to play, I guess in it. I mean, at the, well, I can't even say anything because, uh, because actually, I just like spoiled part of yeah. <laughs> rebels for, <laughs> for you. <laughs> so I can't even have this discussion with you really, because, um, you don't know what the hell is going on at the end of rebels because you're slacker. I know, I know, but you know, give me two to three weeks and I will, uh, be done. <laughs> Thankfully it's a very short show. It's only like four seasons. Yeah. It's only four seasons. Yeah, yeah. It's four. It's it's four seasons, and I did. I should watch it again. It's like you said. It, it like it the the high moments of season one were definitely very high, and the, the low moments of season one were also pretty low. Um, yeah. So it, it is good. Um, that being said, you know, I do know that Ezra's missing because unfortunately, Star Wars meme groups, you know, you can't help but look at them. Um, so I know that he's like either floating around in space somewhere or just just straight up missing regardless um that being said i'm interested to see whether we see ahsoka tano or do we see ezra if like ezra somehow makes his way back to the outer rims and by you know pretty much the luck of the draw bumps into mando and the baby but i i doubt highly that's that's the case um you know with so much chatter going on about uh Tano actually making her appearance on on screen, it would mm-hmm. be foolish for them not to. I mean, she's such a beloved character in this universe that it's you know, if they don't do that, I'd be very shocked and very, you know, a little upset. Yeah. Well, she's <laughs> become like so big that it would be like you're saying it would be foolish for them to not utilize her. You know, it'd be foolish for them to. Um, you know, the same way they like milk Darth Vader, right? Like every piece of Star Wars um, merchandise or whatever has Darth Vader all over it um, because he's so big, you know? And yeah, he's yeah. a main character in the whole franchise. But but 
it would be foolish for them to like not milk Ahsoka for like everything she's worth. I mean, like uh, there's you hear such little um, negative feedback when it comes to Ahsoka's character. Well, it's funny because you know we look at the the story arc of Ahsoka when she first came out and was Snips. You know, she was that annoying Padawan. You know, she was hot headed. She was like didn't really think about things. And then you really watch her grow throughout the entire season of Clone Wars. Um, and from what I've heard, you know, the episodes that she's in on Rebels. So it'll be cool to see her, you know, finally at her peak where she's, you know, either a Jedi or whatever she chooses to, to call herself. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see that, you know, with years. Well, for you, it'll be interesting. I mean, like you're in for a treat with Rebels because like she's so much different. You know, she's obviously much closer to where she is now in Clone Wars and what, what the current episodes are. But she's even more... Yeah, she's refined. older and mature. She's yeah. like in her early 30s. So like her whole persona is different. And uh, so you're like, you know, you're in for a treat because you haven't seen it yet. Right, right. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty stoked for Mandalorian. I love the first season. I'm, I'll be excited for when the actual second season comes out. Um, you know, it's a very well-written show, really, really well shot show as well. And, you know, I, I love Mandalorian, you know, battle armor to begin with and the culture that i knew of beforehand was was always interesting to read so it's, it's interesting to see, it was interesting to see how they uh played that out you know in general so it'll be yeah. cool to see them dive into that more and now that baby yoda is essentially a foundling um you know and the fact that he or it pretty much has a mandalorian teaching it things but is also bound to be one of the most or one of the strongest force users we've seen just maybe. due to its species. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but so we'll, we'll say I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah. So what, what would you, uh, what are some things that you know you want to see, or you, you know, you would like to see in Mandalorian season two, whether it's something they didn't accomplish in season one or story points that, you know, you want to see, you know, like wrapped up or touched on or what are you um, most excited about in the whole season? I very much want to see the storyline of the earth get a little more ex- explanation on the dark saber and how the dark saber ended up in Imperial hands. Um, mm-hmm. That is something that I am very, very interested in knowing, um, you know, just because again, that held such a deep story or, uh, you know, was, was enwrapped in a very deep story arc of clone wars um, and the fact that it was just, if you didn't know what it was, it's like, oh, that guy's got a black lightsaber that looks a lot different than anything else, you know? So it, that'll be cool to, to get that explanation a little bit more. Um, you know, I have a strong feeling that this is going to take place a couple of years after the story of, of season one. Um, mm-hmm. so I'll be interested to see if, if Yoda's or, you know, the baby is a little bit older and has like a little more you know, holding on the force. I hope not. <laughs> I hope it just like leaves off where it um, ended. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think they're going to like make baby Yoda or the child, whatever, like we're supposed to be calling him older. And like, there's no way they're going to like just allow us like one season with baby Yoda with all of the publicity that thing has gotten. Oh, Unless, shit. you know, I, although I don't know, maybe they didn't know it was going to like blow up the way it did and become like an internet meme sensation. I but, mean, think about I mean, the, the way the merchandise was handled. Like they most definitely didn't 
realize he was going to blow up. Yeah, that's a really good point. They had nothing (laughs) ready to sell. No, nothing ready. And I think your brother just got a Baby Yoda, like, figurine from Walmart. Yes, like he sent me a Yeah, he was able to find the, I think it's like a plush thing. I don't think he got, like, the robotic one. I think it's like a a beanbag type of thing that he found in Walmart. But he did say uh, when I spoke to him yesterday that there was none on the shelf. He said he found it on a pallet that like hadn't been unwrapped yet. So I mean, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he picked that up yesterday. I mean, I'm ashamed to admit, or I'm not proud to admit that I have pre-ordered the sideshow collectible version of Yoda. Right. So it's uh yeah, I mean Baby Yoda's taken the internet by storm. What are you gonna do? You know, it's really important stuff. I mean so. he's it's not only has it taken the internet by force, but it's also like created a new bridge for people that aren't Star Wars fans. Like I can think of at least five different people that were sharing Baby Yoda memes that I know for a fact weren't Star Wars fans beforehand and now they're like, Oh, what should I be watching first? God. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't know if they'll be around after all of it, but oh no, no, I know what you mean? Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know, but but yeah, I mean, back to the point. I don't think that they're gonna um, take season two and make it like that far into the future. I just don't. But I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. It'll be it'll be interesting. What about you? What are what are things that you're looking to see? within this season um obviously learn more about uh what you said the dark saber i won't rehash that because i think everybody's on the same page with that but um learn more about where um you know the baby yoda species coming from i think we're definitely going to learn something more it's it's no longer going to be a mystery that species you know by the end of the show i don't think right um so it'll be really interesting to see uh you know any background they have to offer on the species or, you know, where they come from. Are they all naturally talented in the force? Um, you know, if they weren't, I don't think they would have chosen this. This species. Um, species. You know what I mean? It could have been like anything. It could have just been a human baby. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's very specific for them to pick this um, species. I don't think it's like a Yoda clone or a Yoda kid. I don't, I don't think I'm not on board with that. Um, I don't, uh, I don't think that, um, that it's going to be like related to anything from the past. Uh, you know, I think they're just going to hopefully elaborate more on the species. Um, another thing in season one that I really liked was when they started talking about the history, you know, and the relationship between the Jedi and the Mandalorians and, you know, or the sorcerers and the Mandalorians. So I'm excited to see you know, more of that. I would like to see more, um, you know, history lore. Um, you know, I like the clone wars flashbacks that happened in Mandalorian, even though they were like really quick. Yeah. So maybe we'll get more of that, you know? Um, but I mean, the thing I'm really, I know I might be the minority when it comes to this, but I am excited for the, anything force related or Jedi related or Sith related that is going to come out of the show. I mean, like I am a strong believer in, you know, star Wars without the force and without the Jedi and without the Sith is just like a really shitty sci-fi like movie. Like I I might be like chastised or crucified for saying that, 
but I just think it's true. And I think the people making these movies know it's true. Otherwise all these spinoffs that we have wouldn't be, you know, wouldn't include them. You know, Rogue One was supposed to be a movie that was a war movie. It's not going to be about the force. It's not going to be, have this, it's not going to have that. And then you have Darth Vader hacking people up at the end. Yeah. And then you have like, yeah. Same thing with Solo. Oh, it's about Han Solo. It's not going to be about this. It's not going to be about that. And then you have Darth Maul show up at the end. Right. Then you have the Mandalorian. It's in a time where there's no Jedi, this, that, and the other thing. Then you have Baby Yoda showing up using the Force. And all those like little things in all of these movies or shows that are not supposed to be related to Force, uh, the Force or Jedi or whatever, like when people walk out of seeing them, whether it's the theater or home, that's what they're talking about. Everybody left the Rogue One theater talking about the Darth Vader scene. Oh, yeah. Everybody left the Solo theater talking about Darth Maul. Like, Darth, uh, Star Wars without the Force is like just, it's just, it's, it's crappy sci fi. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it makes it, you know what I mean? Like, it needs it. Um, so, you know, and that's what I look forward to and all this stuff. I mean, even growing up with all the expanded universe books, we obviously had a much larger collection of books and comics growing up than we did now uh, because they had more time to make them. Uh, and there was I was more never time to make them and there was more, you know, freedom with. Yeah, you know. it was, well, there's exactly. And yeah, you're hundred percent right. It, you know, a lot of it had to do with more freedom. You know, it wasn't policed by a story group. They just kind of did what they wanted. Um, but even then I had zero interest in anything that didn't have to do with like Jedi. You know, if it was a, book about han and lando going on some mission for the rebel alliance i did not care about it like i wanted to see i wanted to read the books uh, you know about people discovering their jedi powers you know i didn't care about the rest of it which is funny because i i like very much dove into what happened to boba post clone wars you know i read a lot about like boba fett and like like you said i actually remember vividly reading a post jedi you mean yeah um, like reading Han and then Chewie and like their adventures before, you know? So that was always like, that stuff fascinated me. Like, yeah, it, it's cool to see Jedi's and like understand like where the force is coming from and things like that. But to me, it was always interesting to see like how these other people operate in this universe where there's like two very large controlling like factions that could pretty much mm-hmm. just wipe out anyone they wanted to, if they decided to. You know, so for me, that was always it was always interesting. And I think really quickly diving into Solo, that first scene of seeing like them in the mud and like just the the Empire marching forward and there's no Jedi around. Like it's just it's just right. a war that for me was awesome. And it was kind of like a payoff for years of trying to figure out like how other people were living in this, you know, realizing that they're, right. they're never going to be like the top tier. You know, they're not going to be in that higher episode. Um, that higher class because they don't have this, this ability to tap into the force. So for me, it was, it was stuff like that's always been relatively fascinating, but I, I do understand what you're saying, you know, for these live action or these clone, these animated shows, you know, not having any tie into the force or Jedi or Sith, it's, it's not going to make nearly as much money. It's not going to be successful. I mean, you and I both love solo, but if you look at, 90 or you know 90 percent of the people that saw solo they don't they didn't like it you know and maybe that's because they only had five seconds of a force user who knows yeah yeah i mean i could be like contradicting myself by saying you know they 
you know, the whole thing with Solo. I mean, I, like you said, I love Solo. It's definitely like in one of my top Star Wars movies, actually. Uh, but um, and Maul for me, like didn't make it. It was just like a bonus. Like I was loving it already. Oh, yeah. And then that happened. And I was like, this is like incredible. I just think it's like a fun movie. But but they also leaned very heavily on things that were familiar to us. So even though it wasn't um, a, even though it wasn't a force centric or Jedi centric movie, they still leaned really heavy on, um, on familiarity, right? Like, so we know, we know the Millennium Falcon, we know Lando Calrissian, we know Han Solo, we know Chewie, we, you know, we, it's, it's placed, in a very familiar galaxy, but we also got to see a side of it that we didn't see, you know, with the empire and the way the empire was, um, you know, we, we, we have known for decades that like the empire is pretty much like a fascist regime, but you never see it in the original films. Yeah. You never um, see it like, like you know, first hand. Right. You don't see it like the scene in solo where, you know, so you have stormtroopers like ripping families apart and, um, and having this, um, you know, this way of, you know, uh, oppressing people. And you just didn't see that side of it in the original um, trilogy. So while the feeling, while the characters and the, you know, the factions of everything was familiar, it, you know, it gave, it shed new light. It shed new light on things that we already knew about. Right. You know, as right. I guess what I'm trying to say. So, um, maybe that's why I was able to like latch onto it so easily. Um, but still there, you know, did they have to have Darth Maul in there at the end? No. I'm, you know, I mean, a lot of people argue like that could have been, you know, anybody, you know what I mean? Um, they could have made that, well, it was originally supposed to be someone else. Um, really? Yeah. And I don't remember now, but there, if you look it up, there's articles out there of who, it, it was originally just written in the script as like boss and they were like, who could it be? And I think at one point they were going to make it Prince Shizor from shadows of the empire. Um, then there was somebody else. And then somebody was like, it has to be mall, you know, and that's the direction they went thankfully. And it made sense with everything, you know, everything else happening. So, um, you know, as far as him leading the crime syndicates and I guess it was kind of like written after the fact or molded to that, but I'm very happy with, with how they did oh, that. Same, same. I mean, the, but the one thing I do, I do want to bring up, you know, if you look at the success of rogue one over the success of solo, you know, rogue one, yes, it, it does have familiar aspects, but for the most part, it's something entirely different. It's a story that we've only heard mentioned of, you know, with with how the rebels were able to steal the spot, the uh, the plans of the Death Star. So, like, you right. know, that that brand new content, that story that has never really been fleshed out, was a right. movie that was vastly more successful than Solo, which, as you said earlier, relied heavily on familiar themes that everyone who's been watching Star Wars for the last fifteen mm-hmm. twenty years. Has, has leaned on or you know yeah around. same concept it like shed new shed new light on on old you know familiar faces so to speak uh but i don't think rogue one was more successful because it was better i think it was i think solo was less successful because of 
you know, it's, you know, the, the proximity of the release date from last Jedi, number one, first of all, it had five, five months in between those two movies. Even Bob Iger came out and said, yeah, I goofed. I'm the one who pulled the release date up and I shouldn't have. Um, so, you know, and it was at a time when Star Wars fans, whether you like Last Jedi or not, there is no debate that um, it s- split the fan base. And there were a lot of people who it's just a fact that oh, yeah. there was literally an organized boycott of Solo. Like, it's not an exaggeration. I mean, you know, fans came together, you know, and you can say they're not fans or whatever, but they're one way or, or another, they're Star Wars fans. <laughs> so, um they literally came together online and like boycotted it. And I don't, it was no small number of people. You know what I mean? It it was like an organized thing, you know, and they should have waited like that movie. They should have waited for the heat of the last Jedi to come down before they released it. Yeah. I mean, so I, I mean, I personally don't think Rogue One is that good. It's like a very boring movie to me. So, you know, there's no comparison between that and Solo, in my eyes, it's Solo like blows Rogue One out of the water. Well, you know, mean, I think the third act of Rogue One is good, and beyond that, I think it's like an extremely boring movie. So I, I by no means like Rogue One more than Solo by any means. I, I hope that I didn't come up, come across that way. Um, I'm just talking about the you know how fans reacted to it, but you know, like you said, it was. Solo was five months after Last Jedi, and like you said, that movie very much split the fan base. Um, easily one of the worst Star Wars movies to come out with the entire saga, the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's interesting to see, you know, how they played off the Rise of Skywalker, and then what they're doing now, which is leaning back on things they know fans like, that they know fans are interested in, and actually getting stories out that, like they know fans will actually enjoy which leads us to to clone wars i really enjoyed this episode i watched it yesterday morning like while i was drinking my coffee and there was quite a few moments where you know i stopped hit pause thought about what just happened and then just kept going um and from the gate i mean just the score of this this episode of the soundtrack of this episode uh was very eerie and just very ominous. And it reminded me a lot of, I know you're not a fan of it, but a lot of uh, Blade Runner and just that heavy use of, heavy use of synthesizers and, and things like that just made you feel very uneasy. Um, be- and, it, you know, obviously with the content that was in this episode, we know Order 66 is going to happen. Is it going to happen five minutes in? Is it going to happen 10 minutes in? Is it going to happen right as the episode's ending? We don't know. And I think, you know, the, mm-hmm. the soundtrack to that or the, whoever scored this really played into that and really made the, the viewer even more uneasy than, you know, just hearing Sidious say execute order 66. Um, what about you? What, uh, what was your, what were your first thoughts on, on it? Um, well, I mean, I, 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 what you're saying is kind of what lined up. Uh, is lines up right with what I was saying about the music in the first two episodes of this story arc, you know, like it's setting the tone for everything really, really well. Um, you know, the, there's a lot of this episode where there's like no dialogue, you know, from when they, um, bring Maul onto the shuttle till the, 
um, she has like the uh, vision or, or until Rex joins her on the bridge right before she has that like vision, there's little to no dialogue. I mean, if there's a few words of dialogue, it's a lot. Um, and it's like, you know, you don't see that a lot in short episodes of a TV show where it goes like minutes without um, dialogue, um, you know, cause they only have so much time to work with, but you know, that whole time it's, um, the, the music is going and you're, you know, it's like about to happen. You know, that's when, you know, like, okay, it's going to be any second. Now something is going to hit a fan and then her and Rex talk and he starts to walk away and she turns around and looks at, you know, um, looks out the window and you're like, it's about to happen. You kind of like, know that's yeah. when it's going to happen. And then, um, you know, and then when it does happen, um, you know, same thing with, with the music and everything. It's like, it uses the same music from Revenge of the Sith and it's so like heavy and it's so, I don't, I don't know like how it's played or, I I mean, you're saying it's like synthesizers, it's not synthesizers, it's it's definitely like an orchestra. The synthesizers Um, were only being used up until they're back on the ship. So like the, the panning shots of when they're, you know, they're showing the clones taking in Maul's Mandalorians that's all synthesizers once they get on. Oh, it could be. Yeah. I don't, it could be, I don't know. Um, I mean, I know once it like all starts and it uses that music from revenge of the Sith and everything, it's, I don't know what it is about the music itself. That's like so evil sounding and like sad sounding Joe would be able to tell us, you know, I don't, you know, he's good with that. So I don't know if it's like in all like a minor key or I don't know what it is that makes it like the music itself. Like you don't need to have a picture. Like if you just listen to the music and close your eyes, you know, something bad is happening. That's how like good it is. But, um, but yeah, I mean, this episode is a little slower at the beginning than, you know, the last episode. Right. Um, Cause it kind of like has to dial it back and then there's going to be the next issue which is uh which is order 66 happening um but what i liked was uh that box that they put maul in i guess was something from like the age where the jedi and the mandalorians were at war or something is what i gathered from that um that was some like disturbing shit like imagine being in that box like and his hand his hands are like cuffed there's like a thing across like his yeah, mouth like, like holding his head back uh, <laughs> i don't even know if it's a respirator if it's just like hold like if it's just like to keep him not like being able to move at all it's like very like even though it's futuristic it looks like it's ancient in that universe you know what i'm saying like for us it might be something it's it looks very ancient even for the star wars universe like some old like now when you see like weird things from like you know um like the 1400s or something torture devices and how weird and like, like, you know, weird they look. It's kind of like that feeling, like even for the Star Wars universe, it was like very basic, very, um, um, ancient or, um, you know, like didn't use any technology. It was just, it was just meant for like one purpose, which was to you know contain force users. You know, it was like a ha- yeah. something that you would see Hannibal Lecter in, but like, um, <laughs> it, it was, yeah, exactly. it was the, yeah. I, so I watched that that scene twice because I like the, just the the detail on it 
was also just incredible. Like, it, yeah, it did look like it came out of the, you know, the medieval time, like medieval times. But at the same time, like it was just that it, the casket itself almost told the story, you know, just like the carvings in it. it. I need to really go back and look at it, but it looked like there was a guy holding uh, the dark saber on it or a lightsaber. Um, I need to like rewatch that. Well, a friend of mine brought that up to me last night and I need to like clarify that. But, you know, just seeing like the the face that's carved onto it, it's, it's one of those things that like it shows like you said, it shows how old this is within that universe. And it, and it was awesome. Absolutely awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just getting up to 66 and then seeing Rex's hand just tremble with his helmet in his hand, and like finally dropped it. Like, it's like, obviously he knows that this isn't right. Like that you know, he can't control it. Yeah. And I, yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. I mean, he's, he's just like shaking, you know, he's trying to, you know, he, he can't like you're saying he can't control what he's about to do but he knows consciously he knows something's wrong but subconsciously he's acting on some sort of subconscious thing because he's programmed right, right. to do what he's about to and, do you know, just like the way that he pleaded with ahsoka to find him and like finally like stuttering out fives well yeah exactly that's what i'm, trying, that's what I'm saying like he's he's got this like conscious you know, way about him in that moment that he knows like he's got to do something, but you know, that's all he can get out. And that's all, that's the only like thing he can get out to her to, to help her figure out what's, what's right. happening. I mean that, you know, that 30 seconds of her fighting for her life, like sitting on top of the hollow table and just like getting out was obviously we know she's going to make it, but it's still very high stress, very like, you know, you're sitting on the edge of your seat. Like if someone, I don't know how this would happen, but if someone had only seen the Clone Wars and just like never seen anything after. Well, yeah, if you're watching it all chronologically or something and you're new to the franchise or something, then yeah, you don't know what the hell is going to happen there. I mean, um, you know, because it's, she's literally like surrounded, like, how none of them landed a shot is like kind of amazing, you know, but um, another thing that was uh, really interesting in the episode uh, that was really well done was uh, before that, when they, um, when the Jedi are having the meeting and it's the same meeting from Revenge yes. of the Sith. I know. I'm talking about. talking about. And then, yeah. And then in the movie where the, where it cuts is when Ahsoka walks in. Right. And then they, um, and, and then they talk and what's interesting at the end of that is um, Rex goes to her and says, Hey, you didn't tell them about what Maul said about general Skywalker. And she's like, no, I didn't, you know? And it's like interesting to see that she still has no, like she doesn't trust the Jedi enough even to warn them about something with her friend. You know what I mean? But she trusts she, but she trusted Rex enough to, tell Rex because Rex wasn't there when Maul told her about the vision. Well, it's funny that you bring it up too, because she also asks for Obi-Wan. Um, she asked for Obi-Wan and then Yoda says that he's engaged mm. with the enemy. So that leads you to believe like if Obi-Wan was there, she, pr- you know, there's a, in, in my mind, she obviously, uh, yeah, you're, probably, you're right. You know, that, yeah, if Obi-Wan was there, maybe she would have like made that little announcement. Yeah, because she felt more comfortable. She would have felt well, she probably would have felt safer that with Obi-Wan. Right. I mean, there, just though. think about the way that Maul like 
or not Maul, uh, Windu just kind of like brush her off. It's like, oh yeah, sorry, citizen, this is only this is Yeah, but that was because he was like butthurt over what she said, that she was a citizen. Like, that's the way he is. Like, he's like, he's an asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, it's, uh, yeah, but it's one of the things that like, I was actually talking um, someone about it yesterday, how, you know, like Ahsoka not saying something there, you know, some account- accountability gets put on her, you know, um, you know, the, the, the more like pieces of the story of Anakin Skywalker behind Darth Vader that we see unravel, the more we see who else is like at fault. You know, we see, the more we see who else like carries this like weight of guilt. There's no way when she finds out what happens to Anakin that like she doesn't feel some guilt over. Hey, maybe I could have stopped this if I, if told, I told the, the council. Council, you know, Obi Wan, you know, maybe I could have stopped this. You know, he knew about him and Padme. Maybe I could have stopped this if I broke that whole thing up or talked to Anakin about it or whatever. Like the more, the the further we go down you know, this like rabbit hole of, of guilt. <laughs> you know, what? Well, like, you know, not, not rabbit hole of guilt, but rabbit hole of, um, you know, what else contributed to this story? You know, all these holes that we're filling in, um, you just see like who else was responsible, you know, who else, you know, that's kind of where the guilt part of it comes in is that, you have all these other people who are carrying this guilt because they're somewhat responsible for it. You know what I mean? This wasn't like just no, Anakin. No, not by any means. Know? And you know, it's, it's funny because as the, you know, most of the council members get off the, the hollow Yoda stays behind. It's like, are you sure you don't have anything to say? Like that was, you know, well, that was yeah. the second time that her, her, her second, second chance, chance to really just be like, yeah, this is what Maul told me. Like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, it's Yoda, right? So, like, he he knows there's something oh, yeah. else oh, yeah. she wants. You know what I mean? Like, he's it's why it's he's why Yoda. He you know, but like, yeah, and it's even then, like, he, I think, like, Yoda has a soft spot with all of the like Jedi, especially the young Jedi. You know what I mean? Like, you see that in the Clone Wars that like his interactions with the younger, with the Padawans is much different from a lot of the other Jedi. You know what I mean? Like he understands them more. He's more patient with them. And, you know, you see that here in this scene, like he wants to hear her out and he knows that she has something else to say, but he's not going to push it because he's Yoda. He He knows knows, like what is, is what is, you know, it'll be what it'll be. So she says no. And uh, it's just interesting that she confides in Rex because um, Rex can do nothing about it. Yeah, you're, you're pretty much just going to the most the person who's helpless in this situation, you know. And we find that yeah. out not even two minutes later <laughs> when he's yeah. Well, neither of them yeah. know that, but yeah, but he is truly helpless in this situation. He has no authority over Anakin other than the fact that he's you know his friend. But you know, the Jedi Council could have maybe done you know kept a closer eye on it and like put Anakin in like COVID quarantine <laughs> for the next like 30 days right, or something. Right. I mean, uh, they could have even know. just been like, you know, if Ahsoka did tell Yoda, does Yoda hop on a speeder and, you know, grab Anakin before he goes to meet with Palpatine, you know, and then, you know, well, don't forget that Yoda was like nowhere in sight. Well, that's right. I mean, there's well in that case is this is the same scene actually where he's where Yoda hops off of the um oh no it's not, never mind. Yeah, this is before he goes to Kashyyyk. I'm pretty sure. 
No, it's uh, not. It's not. No, it's not. Right. It's while he's so, at Yashik, I mean, isn't it? So, like, after this thing closes down, he jumps off his little chair and, like, walks to the edge of that viewing platform. But he... Um, I don't know where the hell I was going with that. He... Um, oh. Yeah, he couldn't, like, jump on a speeder because he was, like, literally, like, leading the clones on Kashyyyk. But that was part of the plan because... Um, which the Clone Wars, like, they addressed it really, really briefly just in, like, the episode synopsis at the beginning um, of this arc that the Jedi Masters have all been assigned um, missions or whatever in, like, far away from the base. Like, they wanted the Masters separated. They wanted the Masters alone with the clone troopers. Like, that was part of, you know... Sidious is leading the war for the separatists, right? So, like, he's making things happen really far away from the temple to draw the masters there with their clone troopers so that, you know, if you... I mean, if Anakin marched on the Jedi temple, this is, like, where we're going to start going down the rabbit hole. If, If Anakin marched on the Jedi temple, right, and there were a number of Jedi masters there, there's no way I don't think he would have succeeded. Like even being Anakin Skywalker with those like garrisons of clone troopers. I mean, the reason he succeeded was because the temple was filled with mostly, yeah, younglings, Padawans or Jedi Knights who were probably of lesser, of lesser skill than him. Now there were some masters there and we know that for a fact. And the masters that were there, um, you know, that he himself confronted you know um i forget the jedi's name who is like the lightsaber instructor um but there's an actual like tidbit you can research that he comes face to face with anakin and they fight and it was a fight you know what i mean but imagine if the whole council was at the temple just the council you know what i mean like it would have been totally different i mean like they would have seen all these clone troopers coming they would have had some time to to figure something out, put the place on lockdown, get the younglings to safe rooms or whatever. I don't know. But like, that was the point was that they, the, the, like no one was able to just rush to Anakin because there was no one there. I mean, like Windu was there, Kit Fisto, some of the masters were there, but like, um, most of them weren't that the, Ayla Sakura wasn't there, right? Kayati Mundi wasn't there. They show that in Revenge of the Sith. All those people are alone with like their backs to the troopers. And then all of a sudden, like they die because they get caught off guard. If they were all at the temple when this stuff happened, like it wouldn't have succeeded. But that's why it's like such a good yeah. plan, I guess. <laughs> Props to uh, Lord Sidious, you know, knowing what he's doing. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, even with Maul. Um, you know, we know that she goes down and she frees Maul, you know, to use him as a distraction, which, like, I don't know if, like, part of me is, like, I don't know if I buy that she would do that, but, like, she is very brash, but she, but at the same time, like, she doesn't have another option, really, but, like, it kind of, I felt like that was more because, like, they had, they needed a way from Maul escape. to escape. Yeah. And it's not that she would join you know what him, I mean? like, you know, and they would join forces to escape, because that's also something that I don't know if I would have bought. What the only reasoning I can even begin to accept this by is she feels so betrayed and like so confused 
that this is like her, you know, like you said, this is her last option, you know, and to, for the first mm-hmm. time that, and we really see her, like she doesn't have even remotely a, a handle on the situation. She does. She's all alone, you know, all clearly she's on a ship full of clones, all of which want to kill her. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the, like a breaking moment for her. It's like, well, I'm going to do something out of character and save my own skin. Cause I doubt highly he's also, yeah. And maybe, you know, now that you're like saying that, like you said something that like kind of like triggered something in my head, like she's all alone, you know, like this, she's all alone again. Right. right? So like, this is the second time we've seen her all alone. And maybe it's not that out of character for her to like do something totally crazy, like release Maul. I mean, like we've seen how she had to like survive out on her own, right. And be resourceful. And, you know, she's, you know, again, like you said, again, she's all alone and she's got to go back to that like she's like MacGyving, you know what I mean? Her way out of this right, situation. Right. You know, not only is she MacGyving her way out of a situation, but she still has no idea what's going on with Anakin, you know? So now she has this striving factor of if the clones are attacking me, they're attacking my best friend. They're attacking, you know, my master, you know, someone who I think of as a brother. I don't know if she's thinking that through because like at the end of the episode, she says like, why is this happening? Like how widespread do you think this is to Rex? And Rex is like, uh, do you not, have you not put the pieces together? Like you get, the way he says it is kind of like, haven't you, you haven't figured this out. This is everywhere. And then she, then she like, you see her face change. Then she realizes like, Oh my God, this is, yeah, that's, that's true. This is like big, you know? So I don't know if she has time to even think about, you know, how widespread it is um before that moment you know um but where where i was going with that about her releasing mom is the whole oh yeah oh yeah um you it's funny because you posted a a meme of the comparison of vader's hallway scene in rogue one to maul's hallway scene in in my personal opinion Mm -hmm. this you know the, the vader scene holds a very high standing just because of the fact that it is Vader and we'll get into that some other time but this scene just the brutality of he doesn't have a saber he's literally just using the force you know yeah well that is kind of what I wanted to talk about um with this with this scene is he doesn't have a lightsaber you know he asks for one which is like kind of funny is like kind of a funny thing he says to Ahsoka like care to give yeah. me a fighting chance and she's like no i'm not rooting i'm not rooting for you <laughs> figure it out and this scene you know again like the writing you know dave filoni has done such a good job at you know uh writing this show because this scene or sequence really just shows it shows how maul is going to survive this whole thing you know not not in a literal sense but you know this scene shows you know how he, you know, how resourceful he is and how, um, you know, like scrappy he is and smart he is, you know, he doesn't have his weapon of choice, you know, which is a lightsaber, right? He was like a trained assassin. We know his, his hand-to-hand combat is almost, un, you know, unbeatable. He doesn't have any of that. He doesn't have the tools that he like um, would prefer. And he's still able to figure out a way to like get through it, you know, aside from the fact of like, oh, this is really cool, you know, we see a clone trooper's head get chopped off, arm get chopped off. It's really violent and all that. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, it, it is. It's awesome. But 
but even just you know seeing the the arm get chopped off it's not like he's just doing it to be brutal like there's a calm on that arm that gives him all of the like he can hear all of the plans that rex is commanding yeah well that's that's my point is that like he like this scene just illustrates like you know he keeps talking like the first the episodes preceding this he's talking about how he's gonna like thrive in the chaos and you're like are you you know you're really gonna be able to do that and this scene shows you like yeah he is like he's incredibly resourceful he's like he's a survivor oh yeah you know what i mean and i mean (laughs) literally i mean like he got chopped in half and he lived you know what I mean? And every time you think you kill him, he just keeps coming back. He lives. Like he, he, yeah, he keeps coming back, and he's like he is a survivor, and he's so resourceful. And this scene illustrates that so well by putting him in a situation where like he doesn't have anything he needs or wants or would prefer to survive, and he still makes like short work oh, yeah. of the clones. Oh yeah, I mean it'll be interesting. You know. I mean, that's why I, I, I like agree. that scene. Hundred um, percent. I'm also a huge Maul fan, so like just anything. You know, just seeing him in pretty much anything, I, I was all about. But this scene alone, like you said, it not only does it shows the the resourcefulness, but he's so cool and calm throughout this. Mm-hmm. You know, with the exception of asking Ahsoka for a lightsaber, you know, he's just nose to the grindstone, just like does not break a sweat at all. You know, and he just knows, like, okay, yep. yeah, this is what I need to do to survive. Yeah, no one's I, there's there's no chance of any of these people surviving because I need to survive, you know. So it's it's interesting in that aspect. And then the other thing that I'm I'm really looking forward to for the the May the fourth episode is seeing Maul get off of the ship, you know, um, and how that happens. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to you know my next point of we still have another episode of Clone Wars. Well, the yeah. last episode. Yeah, it's wild to think about which debuts on Monday for people who don't know, who've been watching it every Friday, the last episode of Clone Wars is happening on May the 4th. So this Monday, you only have to wait until day after, or by the time you listen to this, you'll only have to listen, yeah. to wait till tomorrow <laughs> to see the final episode, which I'm hoping is a lot longer because I said it multiple times last week, but I was hoping these last couple episodes would maybe be like an hour long. I'm hoping that tomorrow's is at least an hour. I mean, I, I just want to see more of this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, how good I, it is. is I'd be very more. surprised if it wasn't just because of they're releasing everything on May the 4th. They're releasing the Rise of Skywalker. They're releasing a documentary. They're releasing this. You know, I, I'd be very shocked if they don't at least give us, you know, three, four hours of non canon. Uh, <laughs> content to really go through. You know, it'd be funny if they give us four hours of content to go through, you know, May the 4th. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I would love to see an hour-long episode of this, but at the same time, if they give me half an hour and then they announce that there's going to be another season or another show, cool. I, I'm cool with that as well. Um, right. But, you know, we've got a day left before May the 4th, um, you know, Speaking of, we have a May the 4th episode coming out, so you'll have some bonus content tomorrow that you'll uh, be able to work to. We're pretty excited about it. And, uh, yeah, so happy May the 4th. Yeah, tomorrow. Well, tomorrow they'll have some bonus. <laughs> Monday. Uh, Monday they'll Monday, have some bonus May the 4th. content. Um, yeah. They'll have some bonus content coming to you. So that'll be that'll be fun. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, if, if we don't get an hour of content or an hour piece of uh, this show, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm honestly 
I have a, a very strong feeling that they're going to be announcing either another season or an entirely different show showing Rex and Ahsoka, even if it's for just a single season, you know, up until. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I would be fine with all that. I mean, um, I, I would be fine with that. And I'm not going to be surprised if they end up um, doing that. Uh, I, I just, there's so much to wrap up still in the last episode. I mean, I did think, I did think that we would have seen, I thought we were going to see more, um, more of order 66, you know, cause episode three, we get like a montage of right. it. Um, but it, I mean, I understand why they, they didn't show us more. They might still show us more, but I mean, I think it's probably only like an hour into order 66 by time. Like, Rex comes back around, you know, she can't be sneaking around on that ship for more than like an hour right, after it right. starts. I mean, I, um, I, I, I so, agree. I, I definitely think they were going to see some more of order 66, you know, there's going to be. Yeah. I mean, I get that they're trying to like do, um, you know, it's Ahsoka's story right now. I get that. Um, but I'm just kind of surprised that they're not, um, you know, that, they, that we didn't see more, uh, but it doesn't mean we won't in the last episode, especially if they make it a little yeah. bit longer. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I thought that this episode was very well written, you know, with the, the kind of slower start, the fact that it wasn't as much dialogue in the beginning. Um, you know, this is one of those cases that less is more, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. um, you know, just the way that they showed things and how they will not shot, but animated things, um, amazing you know it was definitely one of those things that you for us you know we've watched revenge of the sith hundreds of times at this point um so to really fill in those holes and to see another character that we've you know watched grow up deal with this event was was really cool to see you know and we still have one more episode so it'll be interesting to see her full reaction to it. Is she going to somehow talk to Obi-Wan again? Is she going to see Yoda again? We don't, we don't know. You know, is she just, yeah, I don't think she's going to see anybody again. I think like, this is it for her. I think from here out, it's her and Rex like versus the world until, um, rebels. They like, you know, if you read the Ahsoka book, spoiler alert, if you've read the Ahsoka book, but, um, I don't think they're going to show it in the show or they might. I mean, but eh, I may as well not say it because they might show it in the show. Oh yeah. If so. they don't, if they don't show it on Monday, we'll talk about, we'll talk, talk about right. it on Monday, right. <laughs> um, but it'll be interesting to see how they play this off. Are they going to be going, you know, diving into the Ahsoka books or as much as they can um, within the, the time that they're allotted, you know, are they going to turn the Ahsoka books into a series? You know, this is, these are all questions that I'm sure. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think the Ahsoka books can be turned into a series. Like it was just like a standalone book. I didn't think it was that great. It was kind of very slow, but, um, you know, that's a yeah. whole other discussion. <laughs> um, so. uh, but yeah, no, I mean, like we said, we've got, we've got the, the new episode coming out on Monday for the last episode of Clone Wars coming out. Um, so, you know, keep an eye open for that because it's if you don't watch it and you go onto a main group, you're going to get it spoiled for you. So set an alarm that you need to watch Clone Wars on Monday. Um, but yeah. Well, I, th- I think anybody who is following in the show by now probably knows it's coming out Monday on top of everything yeah. else happening. 
on uh, on Monday, which um, kind of leads us to our next uh, next talk of you know what's what's happening on Monday. We have the final episode of Clone yep. Wars, right? We have um, the um, Mandalorian documentary coming out, um, which like Clone Wars will be on, on Disney plus um, Disney gallery is the name of it. And it, it's a um, eight part Mandalorian series documentary about the making of the Mandalorian. Um, I have a theory that we're going to see a Mandalorian season two trailer on May the 4th, possibly in that, um, you know, in that documentary series, I just have a feeling we're going to see a trailer tomorrow, uh, a trailer on May the 4th. And, uh, you know, there's all sorts of other things happening on um, May the 4th. The Rise of Skywalker is being released on Disney+. Plus. Um, every single uh, Jedi is now... No, every single <laughs> um, vendor who sells any type of Star Wars merchandise uh, pretty much has Star Wars items on sale. So if you are planning on purchasing anything that's star wars related you can pretty much guarantee that any vendor that sells um anything star wars whether it's you know whether you're talking about like tar from target to uh, sideshow collectibles they have deals right now or deals on monday that are you're not going to see for the rest of the year you're just not so if there's something that you've like had your eye on and you're like, man, I'd love that. Whoever buys it, go to their website, go to whoever sells its website. And on that day, and I mean, they're already advertising sales that are like 25% off some of these like larger, um, you know, collectors sites and things like that. So uh, there's nothing, you know, I don't think there's anything I'm going to be uh, purchasing or anything like that. Maybe some like Bandai kits. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, the only thing that like I've I've had my eye on for a while was just like a Black Series Boba helmet. You know, uh, the Black Series Boba helmet looks like legit. It, yeah, I saw. Um, I've seen some people. I don't, I don't know if it's for sale already, but I've seen people put it up online, and it it looks really good. I mean, the Black Series helmets are nice. Joe has the Stormtrooper one; it's pretty nice. Um, but the Boba one looks really nice. And I saw somebody on one of my uh, pages. They weathered it. Um, one of my model making. Um, so, uh, pages on Facebook, they like weathered it and they added some more detail. And it, I mean, it looked movie movie quality. And I'm not like the biggest Boba Fett fan. He's fine. There's nothing wrong with him. But I'm not like a Boba Fett fanboy. But I wouldn't mind having that yeah, at all. Yeah, I'm on I mean, the same page with you there. You know that. And if they ever release like a, a Tie Fighter Black Series helmet, you know, a Tie Fighter Pilot helmet. I'd that be, would be sweet. I'd be all over, that, but that would be really expensive with like the tubes and stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, there's a couple of, of model makers and, and and mask makers that make them, but like none of them really you know hold up on, on quality. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of like different ones that you know people buy because they look really good the pictures, and now the the tubes are wrong and like they're not like the same gauge of tube. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, if, if we ever see like a black series one, you know, I, I wouldn't mind dropping some dropping a good not a good amount of money but you know it's they're relatively i mean for like a collectible that's what's nice about black series is that it's affordable you know what i mean for people who want to collect or are just getting into collecting then um you know everything they make is very reasonably priced um obviously you know you can go buy a stormtrooper 
um, black series helmet and it's great. It looks good. And, um, or you can go buy an EFX stormtrooper helmet, <laughs> you know, you're going to spend like $800 or a thousand dollars on it, you know, and is there going to be differences? Like, yeah, sure. But from afar or for, for, to like the untrained eye, probably aren't going to see them or just to the you know? casual collector you know if you're the buying yeah. you know it's something that would go on my desk you know or just like mount over my computer monitor like it's not it, it's yep. to me it's one of those things like it makes me happy i'm still right and if you're it. like a, like in your um example if you're a boba fett fan you know like you know some people are like oh i love star wars helmets i'm going to collect star wars helmets and then they're collecting every helmet star wars helmet. Helmet. Yeah. you're just a boba fett fan like and you're like, oh, I'm not going to drop $2,000 on like a legit helmet that's like a movie cast, you know, of the original, then yeah, it's, they're great. You know, the okay. only Black Series helmet that I've seen that's like, that I don't like is the Darth Vader one. And it's because like most Darth Vader helmets, for some reason, the proportions of everything like all off, like the, yeah. the mouthpiece is always huge. And like the shroud that um, goes like behind the head is always like too short and not big enough that and like i don't know what it is about why they can't make like a decent darth vader helmet but you can't find a decent one unless you buy a like, like an efx or EFX, you know. yeah like a legit one like they all look really silly um and it's usually because the shroud is too small and it like doesn't go down far enough and it's not wide enough you know so um, but other than that, the Black Series stuff, the X-Wing pilot. Oh, it looks great. Helmet, it's that really looks nice. really good. Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing that um, they when we were in Chicago, I think, is when they like released that um, for the celebration. I think it was, this, um, I don't know if it was an exclusive or something then, but um, I remember seeing it on display there and I was like, wow, that looks really, really nice. But I don't, I don't own any of them. Um, but... Um, but they are really nice. Yeah. So, and I'm sure you can probably get a deal on Monday. Oh yeah. Um, well, I know Walmart's doing a thing with, uh, I don't know if it's Hasbro or Lego where they're doing like 25% off. Um, so I'm sure I could find it through there. Or if I just went to the Hasbro site and then went to their black series, uh, page, I could find it, you know, and find a yeah. retailer through that. But it, it's just one of those things that like, <laughs> I was actually looking at the, the merchandise that was, uh, being released through the actual Star Wars web store. <laughs> and there is the, I know I'm going to get crucified for this, but I can't think of the actual name for it, but the moon worm that is the, the Falcon flies into, there's just like a, a model <laughs> of the worm chasing the Falcon on like a moon uh, crate. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> so goofy. <laughs> yeah, from what the asteroid, you're talking yeah, about the asteroid. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, in Empire. That is a Regal robot piece that um, has been out for a while. It's actually like a pen holder for your desk or something. That's so weird. Yeah, Regal <laughs> Robot makes like really crazy stuff, but it's very expensive. Um, but they're having like up to 25% off on certain items as well. Well, I mean, if you're buying anything from May the 4th, tag us in what you get. We'd love to see. Uh, yeah, show us what you get. Yeah, you know. If we get anything, we'll obviously we'll post pictures of it. You know, if Rich gets any Bandai, Bandai kits, I'm sure he'll, you know, show some photos of the before and afters, which is always fun. And uh, yeah, we will see or you'll hear us on May the 4th uh, for a very exclusive May the 4th, a very special May the 4th special or episode. Yep. Do you want uh, what we'll uh, be doing on 
uh, May the 4th, and we're going to talk about our uh, top 10 favorite Star Wars moments uh, and see where me and Nick each fall. Uh, so we won't be discussing much of it ahead of time. We're just going to be putting down our top 10 moments, uh, you know, and seeing how they compare to each other. And it's probably going to be a, um, I think, I don't know. I think it's going to be pretty wildly different from each other. So yeah, I, th- I uh, feel like there might be some, you know, some scenes that are within the same like reasoning, but I don't know how many scenes or moments are going to be the, the same. So it'll be, it'll be yeah. cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we will see, or you'll hear us tomorrow and uh, yeah. Talk to you soon. Yep. See you then.